who is driving you up the wall? Thanks for joining me. I'm pretty sure that you're not driving anyone up the wall, but you likely have at least one coworker who has you pulling out your hair. I have a few suggestions, but no good solutions to getting other people to behave more to your liking. With the disclaimer, let's first take a look at a work area where people are definitely driving each other nuts. Following that, I have a set of actions and behaviors that I think we can all agree are deal breakers if our goal is workplace harmony. None of us wants to be guilty of these interpersonal blunders. Finally, I do have some suggestions for managing those coworkers who are far less fun to be around than us. Chaos at work. Jared was the first to arrive at the office. Every day, he would come in early and get right to work. He had a lot of enthusiasm, and he was eager to make his mark on the company. However, many of his co-workers had taken a disliking to him. They called Jared a jerk, claiming that he was too competitive, and wouldn't settle for less than the best. He could also be quite cocky, and was always trying to prove his intellect. Roaming around the office, Jared would look down on those who weren't working as hard as him, and the mere sound of his voice would make most of his co-workers recoil. Little did Jared know, his attitude was actually having an adverse effect on the team. He was extremely loud, and it made it difficult for everyone else to focus. He definitely had his strengths, but his attitude was making it hard for others to appreciate them. This created tension among the team, and it was becoming a problem. Caroline was the polar opposite of Jared. While everyone else was hustling, she was loitering around. Management had no idea what she was even doing, because she had no intention of getting anything done. She was your typical coast when you can type of worker. Everyone on the team talked behind her back, but to her face, they were civil. Emma was the team's gossip queen. She had her finger on the pulse of the business, and she knew everything that was going on. She was always trying to stir up drama gossiping about her co-workers behind their backs and in the office. The whole team felt uncomfortable around her and openly wished she would find something better to do with her time. Clyde was the newest addition to the team. He was fiercely opinionated, and his co-workers found him intimidating. Nobody wanted to admit it, but they were actually scared of him. He had a way of bulldozing through conversations and he regularly spoke over the top of anyone who dared to disagree with him. Dave was the team's resident warrior. He was constantly worrying about his performance and how he looked to others. He was always late getting things done and was always making excuses for his tardiness. His indecisiveness meant that he frequently had to ask his teammates for help, and this made everyone on the team resent him a little bit. Victoria was the team's party girl. While everyone else was hard at work, she would be chatting with friends, checking her phone, or even playing online games. She hadn't been that productive since she joined the team, and everyone was starting to feel that she was taking advantage of her colleagues. Finally, there was Jason. He was always rude and inconsiderate to his teammates, and he regularly disregarded their feelings and opinions. Whenever his co-workers needed a little help, he was nowhere to be found. He had no intention of helping them, and the rest of the team felt betrayed by him. As time went on, the issues between the team members began to worsen. 
they increasingly felt disconnected from each other, and all of their differences were coming to the forefront. The work environment was getting more and more hostile, and it was obvious that something had to give. Something has to give. The tension in the office had reached its breaking point. The issues between the co-workers had escalated to the point where it was impossible to ignore. Each day seemed to bring a new conflict, a new disagreement, and a new reason for the team to resent one another. It was clear that something needed to change, and change quickly. Jared, the self-proclaimed jerk, was oblivious to the impact he had on his co-workers. He continued to boast about his accomplishments, and belittle those around him. But as the days went by, he started to notice the strained relationships, and the lack of collaboration within the team. Deep down, he wanted to be liked and appreciated, but his competitive nature had blinded him to the importance of teamwork. Caroline, the shirker, had grown comfortable in her role as the office slacker. She had mastered the art of appearing busy while doing nothing at all. But as the tension in the office grew, she began to feel the weight of her colleagues' resentment. She knew she had to step up and contribute, not only for the sake of the team but also for her own self-worth. Emma, the gossip queen, had always thrived on drama. But as the office environment became more toxic, she realized that her actions were contributing to the negativity. The whispers and rumors had created a toxic atmosphere, and she could no longer ignore the impact of her words. She yearned for a fresh start, where she could rebuild her relationships with her co-workers on a foundation of trust and respect. Clyde, the intimidating presence, had always been confident in his opinions. But as he saw the fear in his co-workers' eyes, he began to question the way he communicated. He didn't want to be seen as a bully, but he also didn't want to compromise his beliefs. He knew he had to find a way to express himself without overpowering others. Dave, the perpetual warrior, had always relied on his teammates for support. But as the resentment grew, he realized that he needed to take responsibility for his own work. He couldn't continue to rely on others to bail him out. He needed to find his own voice and prove to his colleagues that he was capable. Victoria, the party girl, had always seen work as a means to an end. But as she witnessed the frustration and exhaustion of her co-workers, she began to question her own priorities. She knew she had to step up and contribute, not only for the success of the team but also for her own personal growth. And then there was Jason, the rude and inconsiderate teammate. He had always put his own needs above those of his co-workers. But as he saw the hurt in their eyes, he realized that his actions had consequences. He didn't want to be seen as a betrayer, but he also didn't want to continue hurting those around him. He knew he had to change. Toxic behavior is, well, toxic. Here are a few of the most common toxic behaviors. We have all had to deal with them in one or more of their varieties and variations. For us, the goal is to recognize them and to be very sure they do not describe us at work or anywhere else for that matter. 1. Constantly interrupting. When people repeatedly interrupt our conversations or thoughts, it can be incredibly frustrating and drive us up the wall. 
2. Being chronically late. Dealing with individuals who are consistently late can be irritating and disrespectful, as it shows a lack of consideration for others' time. 3. Excessive complaining. People who constantly complain without taking any action to improve their situation can be draining and wear down our patients. 4. Being overly critical. Constant criticism, especially when it is unwarranted or excessive, can be demoralizing and drive us crazy. 5. Ignoring personal boundaries. When individuals disregard our personal boundaries by invading our personal space, prying into our private matters, or overstepping boundaries, it can be infuriating. 6. Poor hygiene habits. Dealing with individuals who neglect basic hygiene practices can be unpleasant and make it challenging to be around them. 7. Loud and obnoxious behavior. People who are excessively loud, obnoxious, or disruptive in public spaces can be highly irritating and drive us up the wall. 8. Chronic negativity. Interacting with individuals who constantly have a negative outlook on life and bring down the mood can be emotionally exhausting and frustrating. 9. Being unreliable. Dealing with people who consistently fail to follow through on their commitments or promises can be exasperating and make it difficult to trust them. 10. Passive-aggressive behavior. Individuals who use passive-aggressive tactics, such as making snide remarks or giving backhanded compliments, can create a hostile and tense environment, driving us up the wall. 11. Jerks. People who are frequently insensitive, hopelessly self-centered, and clueless are difficult to work with and hard to tolerate. 12. Shirkers. People who are lazy, sloppy and half-do things are exasperating to the extreme and just make more work for the rest of us. 13. Offensive and disrespectful behavior. People who say and do things that are insulting and off-putting leave us frustrated and feeling resentful and indignant. 14. Rude or inconsiderate behavior. People who have abominable manners, little to no social graces, behave as if what they want or need is more important than what anyone else wants or needs, disregard the rights and interests of other people, and say and do things that are inappropriate make us uncomfortable and embarrassed to be associated with them. Try this. 1. Maintain emotional control. Stay calm and composed when dealing with difficult individuals to avoid escalating the situation. 2. Practice empathy. Try to understand the other person's perspective and motivations, which can help diffuse tension and foster better communication. 3. Set boundaries. Clearly communicate your boundaries and assertively express what behavior is acceptable or unacceptable to you. 4. Active listening. Give the person your full attention, listen attentively, and demonstrate understanding to promote effective dialogue. 5. Choose your battles. Prioritize your energy and address only the most important issues to avoid unnecessary conflicts. 6. Seek common ground, identify shared interests or goals to find areas of agreement and build rapport. 7. Offer constructive feedback, 
provide feedback in a constructive and non-confrontational manner, focusing on specific behaviors and their impact. 8. Practice assertiveness. Express your thoughts, needs, and concerns confidently and respectfully, without being aggressive or passive. 9. Take breaks. If interactions become overwhelming, take a step back, breathe, and give yourself time to regroup before continuing the conversation. 10. Seek mediation or support. If all else fails, consider involving a neutral third party, such as a mediator or supervisor, to help facilitate a resolution. Remember, these strategies won't work in all situations and not at all in some. It's important to adapt your approach based on the specific circumstances and individuals involved. I wrote a book about this extremely annoying life condition that you may find helpful. The easiest way to check it out is on Amazon. Just search for Gary A. Crow or The Frustration Factor, How to Manage People Who Drive You Up the Wall. The frustration factor has been part of work and social life forever and is not going away anytime soon. The best we can do is to develop strategies for managing those folks who drive us up the wall and to make sure we are not ourselves part of the continuing problem.